out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Feel it coming in the air Yeah And there's screams from everywhere Yeah I'm addicted to the thrill Ready It's a dangerous Stop. love affair Come on Can't be scared when nickels down Got a problem, tell me Stop. now Only thing that's on my mind Is who goes this town tonight Hey, welcome to another Kwame Sports Hall We got Alex in the studio I apologize for everybody for him talking through the uh, introduction you didn't know we was on the air? No. It's don't, it don't matter. No, it's fun. You can do it. <laughs> hey, you part of the show, so you can do it however we got to do it. Thank was, you. It wasn't a big deal. Um, oh, you was muted anyway. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, I don't know. See, Mark going to top his game. Mark, I'm going to have to bring you another bottle of uh, Pepsi. Let's just say Pepsi. <laughs> hey, welcome to the show. It's Chrome Live Sports Talks. It's Tuesday morning. we got a lot to talk about. We are here and live in Arizona. Like I said, we got Alex in the studio as... Most of always. Mm-hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, more or less. So you always miss uh, Deborah Debris. I know. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for her. I should call her. I should take She's got to work around my schedule, I guess, huh? Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you might need to sit down in her chair or let her. T- she can fix you with a phone, too, also. Good. I need some help. You're clear. Uh, let me see. You're clear child. Oh, let me see. I can, before I even get it wrong. Uh, see, I know you don't know because you haven't been here. Uh, Deborah Debris. Let me look her up and give you all her information. Uh, we'll get into that uh, as the show goes on. But like I said, we got a lot to talk about. We're here in Arizona. We're going to talk about the Arizona Diamondbacks. We're going to get into that. Mm-hmm. We're going to get into the Arizona Cardinals. We're going to get in, definitely get into Michael Vick's uh, contract. We're going to get into other guys who should be getting contracts that's still out. Definitely a lot of injuries, but more so the injuries that happened to the Arizona Cardinals. Um, but I got an issue with uh, Roger Goodell and his decision making and his uh, policing the players. Now this could be this is an issue because you got guys like Kenny Britt for the Tennessee Titans. How old is he? Twenty two. Twenty two years old. Young guy, still young, but he's in the league. He should know better. There's been other guys that's been in trouble before him, uh, and that he has to take that and become a student of the game or become a more productive guy, become more disciplined in what he's doing off the field. Another guy is the uh, Akib Talib um, in Tampa Bay, cornerback. Allegedly pistol whipping and shooting at his sister's boyfriend. Uh, that's an issue. Now, both of these guys met with Roger Goodell, who I still have an issue with since he became commissioner. Um, they met with this guy, and there is no suspension, no games missed going into the season. And Kenny Britt, Alex, if I'm not mistaken, like you, he's been in trouble three times? Mm-hmm. In the offseason. Six total since he's been in the NFL. <laughs> and he's 22 years 22 old. 22 years old. Six times since he's been in the NFL, three times this past offseason, mm-hmm. and that's what? A month. Like um, 1.8 a month? 1.8 <laughs> times a month. <laughs> yeah, no, once he, every two months. Once every two months. Once every two months, he's yeah. probably going to get in trouble. Aye. Something crucial where which will get you suspended in the National Football League. Like I said, 
there should be a suspension because there's been guys before him, uh, and there should have been a blueprint where if you do this, you do that, here's your punishment. Like Pac-Man Jones? Pac-Man Jones. He was, he was, they made an example out of him. But there's another guy, Pac-Man Jones, Adam Jones, that, uh, should not be playing in the football league, National Football League. Mm-hmm. Um, not because he don't deserve to, because he took his right away. He, he's been in trouble time in and time out. He got in t- trouble about seven times, yeah, if I'm not lot. mistaken. It was a lot. A lot. Every time the news was, it was a professional athlete getting in trouble, he was one of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so when you, when you ab- abuse that right, uh, Deborah Debris probably is uh, upset because I didn't get the website right. Because mm-hmm. you distracted me. Yeah. And this, and also, Michael, this I'll, is, I'll this, take that. This, nah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm putting the blame on you, but I know what it is. Um, and this is, this is a, um, this is a situation where guys have the blueprint where they shouldn't get in trouble. And Pac-Man Jones, Adam Jones is one of those guys. Um, also the, um, the trouble that Kenny Britt and Akeeb got in, no punishment. So my question to you, Alex, is how do you punish uh, Terrell Pryor? He haven't even played a down in the league. This guy haven't played in. He's he's recently uh, an NFL quarterback with the Oakland Raiders, drafted in the third round, I want to say, in the supplemental draft. Mm-hmm. How do you suspend a guy just coming into the league? Uh, that's a good question. I mean, I his um, what he did wrong was a little different. Like he didn't really break the law per se. He broke NCAA regulations. So everybody does it. The NCAA, the NCAA. But there were never handcuffs on him. So it's <laughs> so it's, it's it's just different. You know, it's different. And he he was a kid. He wasn't getting in trouble. He wasn't pistol whipping his sister's boyfriend. He wasn't he wasn't blowing up uh, strip clubs. You know, he wasn't um he wasn't chased. He wasn't running away from cops in his Porsche like Kenny Britt was. I tell you this: never fight for your sister who's in love with a, a Neanderthal because she goes right back to him. Yeah. But that's it's kind of but, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty at this point with yeah, that guy. Exactly. But you know, uh, the um he wasn't in handcuffs, you're right. He he did sell NC He got in trouble for selling his jersey. Right. He got in trouble for getting right. tattoos and having a car and having an unsuspended license a suspended license. He got in trouble for these things. These guys are already in the National Football League. Mm-hmm. Other guys been getting in trouble before them for mostly some of the same things. And there's no suspension, and maybe the lockout has something to do with I it. I think that's all. That was it. Because that was the reason why you talk about the linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the things he said, and yep. uh, there was no feedback. There was no uh, repercussions to that. Right. Let's welcome Deborah Debris to the show. Deborah. Hey guys, if you're going to talk about me, I got to be here too. Well, we talk about everybody. It's, finally, it's <laughs> nice to finally everybody. meet you, Deborah. This is Alex. He every time you on the show, he's. In the bathroom somewhere. Hey. Really? Hey. Dude. Hey. <laughs> Gotta fix that. I guess so. Yeah, he he might he one of the guys that might need you too. I was I was trying to go into sports psychology too, so it's it's good to finally meet you. Oh, excellent. Good to meet you as well. We'll have to uh have some conversations. Absolutely. Yeah, y'all haven't really met. Y'all just talking on the phone and on air. Correct. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the virtual That's correct. Going. That's yeah. correct. We gotta meet uh at the uh Tempe marketplace and then Ooh, have, I'm have, it. have mm-hmm. us sit down and chat, have some coffee and what we had, coffee and they bought us some cookies there. We should go to Lucille's. Yeah, they gave us all. Oh, Lucille, Lucille, so good. Lucille, so good. It is good. Mm-hmm. And you get a lot for your money. Over Absolutely. There. Those biscuits. Place, guys, mm. you know. Yeah, we're gonna set that up real soon. Yeah, well, I hear a lot of this real soon stuff. I just don't get any dates on calendars. Because I don't have dates. I'm, I'm spur of the moment. You should, I, talk, you should I, talk to me. I'll take care of it. Okay, yeah, because cool. I'm right. not. I'm not a really good player. I'm like, okay, bam. I'm, let's go. I'll text Kwame when and where, and he'll be there. Yeah, okay, I'm, cool. I'm, all right, you and I'll talk then. All right, we'll leave. all right. We'll just let Kwame know what to do. Deborah, you had a show on uh, uh, the other night that I missed. Uh, you want to talk about that a little bit? 
Oh, sure. In fact, it's going to be on Wednesday, too. Okay, yeah, I definitely missed it. I, it was Sunday night? It was on Sunday, and they're going to replay it at 6 and 9 on Wednesday. On what channel? Channel 3. Channel 3. Sports, three, yeah. 3 TV. I like those guys. Yeah. All right, yeah, well. Tim Ring, good guy. Okay, well, I'll definitely check it out Wednesday. I'm doing nothing again. <laughs> you could meet with me and Alex. Hey, oh, yeah. Well, where? To watch it? <laughs> you guys name the place, I'm telling you. You got to be close to I walk. got a vehicle. I can drive. You got <laughs> Yeah, you coming from Desert Ridge, though, huh? Yeah, don't don't be starting on that mm -hmm. stuff again. Yeah, that's way <laughs> up. All right, well, look. You Have you listened to, because uh, we, we can't figure it out, the uh, repercussions or lack of thereof, with Kenny Britt and Aqib Talib, the trouble they've getting in on all season, uh, Harrison for the Pittsburgh Steelers, the things he was saying. You think the lockout plays a, a huge part in it, these guys not getting in trouble with the commissioner, Roger Goodell, not punishing these guys? Yeah, I'm sure that plays into it. You know, I don't, uh, quite honestly, I don't know enough about it to talk about it in like really intelligent ways. Um, I just know, you know, in my view, things have got to be fair across the board, and that's part of what I'm hearing and seeing is there doesn't seem to be clear-cut rules that everybody is supposed to follow. Um, and if the rules are there and they're supposed to follow them, they're not being, you know, the punishment, so to speak, is not being imposed fairly across the board, uh, which causes all this question, which means people that are going to push the boundaries are going to push the boundaries. Um, yeah. And those that should, you know, have the hammer come down and uh, make examples of them keep getting away with stuff. And I, and that's my um, one of my main concerns is who these guys are. It, it, if you can't take out a Ben Roethlisberger, if you can't market this guy, if you put all your marketing money dollars into him, and then he's sitting out four games, which uh, last year I want to say that he's supposed to sit out six games. They cut that down to four games right. uh, for who this star was. Uh, and like I said, the NFL market these guys. They market the Tom Brady's, uh, Michael Vick's. Have regardless, this guy's two years removed or three years removed from a uh, penitentiary. They find a way to market these guys, and that's why they have a major problem with guys like Chad Ochocinco Johnson, who does his own marketing, and then they find him for it because mm -hmm. they can't do it. Right. And he should make more money off himself uh, than the league should. Well, it's it, like everything else; it all goes back to the bucks. You know, mm -hmm. if there's enough money on the line, people will find a way around the rules, uh, which is a shame because the reality is is that not only hurts the player as a human being, again, you know, I deal with the whole athlete. I want to make sure that they're solid off the field, which makes them more solid on the field and gives them the longevity and the consistency to play at a high level. Um, and when it's just, you know, whether you're a little boy in school or a little boy at, you know, an adult on the football field or girl doesn't matter if it's uh, you know male or female if you can get away with the little boy stuff um then why not you know you're getting the attention you're getting the bucks you're getting you know everything that sh that we as human beings want which is you know appreciation in some in some level um and being acknowledged then they're just going to keep doing what they're doing because it works for them yeah i just i just can't understand how roger goodell would would pardon these two guys, especially Kenny Britt, because he retired over Facebook. And he said, F you, uh, Commissioner, I don't need you anymore. I'm done. He threw a little hissy fit. Apparently, his um, his Facebook got hacked, so that's why that happened. But, I mean, I, I, I agree. I just don't understand. I don't understand, except for maybe the lockout being the main reason. Maybe Roger Goodell 
um, wanted to cut his losses. You know, ten guys got in trouble in the offseason. Right. Okay. And the lockout has has been this huge um, this huge weight on especially his shoulders. They got past it, so it's like you know what, let's start over. And you guys you guys are lucky. I mean, I'm sure Kenny Brick got one more, and you're out. And I mean this this I mean I'm sure the other guy did too. What about how you explain Pac-Man Jones? That one more you out. He's had like seven chances. But he got back in twice. And there was an organization like, uh, let's say the uh, Dallas Cowboys. They gave him, you know, some of these Neanderthals come in with entourage that you, mm -hmm. that you don't need. Mm -hmm. They gave him one just to protect him. He goes to a bar and still gets in trouble. Mm -hmm. So, Deborah, well, I, so Deborah, I ask you, what, which, what would be going through these guys' head at this point when you reach the pinnacle of the game uh, that you've grown up loving and had a passion for and you're playing? What goes to your uh, mindset to mess it up? Well, and with each one, I mean, that's a great question, Kwame, because I always look at, you know, with anything, what's the root cause? Because otherwise, with all the money, with whether we punish or don't punish or all those things, all you're dealing with is symptoms. And that never really gets down to the root cause as to what's causing this with guys. And oftentimes, you know, it's, you know, so many times it goes back to fear. Fear of success, fear of, you know, such great expectations and can I do that, you know, their self-worth. Uh, and we all have these issues. It's just whether we know how to deal with them or not in a way that uh, will keep us productive. That's so it. they end up that, you know, all of us, we're either going to lash out or we're going to lash in. And some of these guys are lashing out, and we see them in the headlines. And if they're lashing in, we don't necessarily see it in the headlines. We see it in their lack of performance on the field. Yeah, now, I have a question for you. Um, wide receivers are known as being divas, especially when they start to taste success in the NFL. Do you think that... It's been like that their whole life because they've always been head and shoulders above their competition. Like, I mean, I mean, Randy Moss. Oh, well, Randy Moss is a bad example. Terrell Owens, maybe he's always probably been um, the most prolific receiver wherever he's been. So, do you think that that goes to your head and you have that false sense of confidence? You saw him break down when he was um, when he was defending Tony right. Romo after right. the playoffs. Like, is this all a front? Like, is this just a false platform that of like showmanship? You know, that's a good question. We're going to do that on the other side of this break. That's a great question. So, Deborah, keep that in mind, but give me your website before we leave. Website is yourclearedge.com. Oh, now See, you know it. I know it. Now you know it. Oh, uh, dude's got a memory. <laughs> 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 well, I saw you was on hold. Uh, Monk gave me, he sent me a text saying you was on hold, so I wanted you to say it. Oh, th oh thank you. It. That's a very chivalrous of you. <laughs> <laughs> no problem, but keep that in uh Keep that question in mind. We'll answer it on the other side of the break. But it's also interesting um, that these guys come in out of... We'll, we'll get back to it. Let's say okay. that. Two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. We some hard hitters, we some hard hitters. Hard Hitting Radio is a new kind of sports and entertainment show. Your hosts are NFL veterans Mark McMillan and co-host Byron Evans. It's an hour of hater-free radio every week. You'll hear interviews with top athletes, celebrities, coaches, and fans. It's humor, hits, and conversation. Hard Hitting Radio is on with McMillan and Evans. Listen Fridays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on The Voice. America Sports Network. 
revolution has begun with Jim and Trav. Listen this week as Randall Eden, Shannon Young, Josh Fleming, and Joe Hosmer tell us why it's important to get our kids in the outdoors. Plus, Cat Daddy will have some catfishy tips, and Nick Rhodes has a new twist on wildlife management you'll want to hear. This is sponsored by Ram Trucks at RamTrucks.com. Wednesdays at 1 Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. I'm Jim Ferguson. I'll see you on the trail. Are you ready for an old school in your face discussion of professional college and high school football? Tune in for talk on a variety of football-related topics on the program From Under the Helmet with Derek Kennard. You'll hear the week's headlines and straight talk from the hosts and weekly guests that are personal and provocative. From Under the Helmet is broadcast every Monday at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports... America Sports. Welcome back to the Formula Sports Talk. We have on the line Deborah Debris from yourclearedge.com. Check out the website. Oh, you can just listen to her now. You can tell her she's just smart as I am. Uh, we got Alex in the studio. Uh, we, he posed a question to her. We want to get into the question, but remember from last week, this is the week that Alex brings his sexy voice. You better believe it. Uh-huh. Oh, man. I'm going off the cuff, too. I don't even practice. I would clear my throat. Uh-huh. Man, I, I've got to figure out how to get this recording now. <laughs> yeah, for Alex. <laughs> uh, and right after the question, um, if, if she answers your question, Alex, we want to get into the uh, Diamondbacks and the Arizona Cardinals. And we get into that. Sure. Go ahead. Um, yeah, I, I, just to reiterate, T.O., these guys that have these huge egos, wide receivers mostly, you don't really see many quarterbacks with these huge egos. Um They've been they've been the cream of the crop ever since they were playing pee wee football, and I just don't know if it's real confidence or if it's just this this insecure just shell that they've covered themselves in because they've been told they've been so great their whole lives, and now a lot of times people get in trouble because they just think that they, they think they're untouchable because they have been their whole life on the football field, but they're not perfect off the field, and I didn't know insecurity wise psychologically speaking. What what the uh, what the reason is or cause for that reaction? So I think there's a couple a couple answers to it. You take somebody and I we we mentioned on the the break a little bit about somebody like a Larry Fitzgerald. I mean the guy is solid. The guy it, it, to me it goes down to uh, you know one of the things in Tame and Train the Beast. Um, the S is for self identity. It's knowing who you are and what you are, not just on the field but off the field. So I'm guessing the conversations that somebody like Larry Fitzgerald has with himself when he's alone is a lot different than some of these other guys that are blowing up in places. Mm-hmm. Um, typically, if somebody has not been has not built a real solid internal foundation of knowing who they are at all times, then what happens in their internal thinking is all of that self doubt, second guessing, and things. So they want to have bragging rights when they're out and about. It's when they get home and they're with themselves and their own thoughts and their own feelings and their own belief that it just scares the living bejesus out of them. And they don't know what to do with all of those emotions. So, they again, they start lashing out. They're trying to play a role that they don't know how to play because they haven't figured out who they are yet. They've been told a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and, and By being told a bunch of stuff and believing it is a whole lot different. Sure. So they so in other words you you can get brainwashed easily. And I, and I don't know why it's just the um well I'm sure it's more athletes and positions across the board but we notice it more in receivers. 
like I said, we were talking off the air, a guy like Tim Brown. Well, look at some of the money that they're getting, too. Right. So any time there's a shift in... Um, a shift in our life. If we go from a player that goes from college to a rookie, I mean, I'm dealing with guys right now that are in, uh, you know, they're free agents in training camp. That's a major shift in their life, so all sorts of stuff comes up for them. And then you get guys that are veterans. They've been in a while, and all of a sudden they get that really big contract. Expectations are now greater than ever, so the pressure is greater than ever. Or you got a guy who's going into a contract year or nearing the end of his career. Every time there's a shift in our life, it creates additional or different pressure that we're not used to dealing with, and the brain goes into a fight or flight, and unless you have that solid foundation, you don't know how to handle it. Again, Larry Fitzgerald's getting a huge contract. Guy's got to know what to do with it. He's got that solid foundation. You can tell by his emails and his conversations and how he conducts himself in the, on the, in the world on and off the field. He's got a solid foundation. Well, if you want to know why to check out Deborah Debris, that makes sense to me. That makes I told you guys she was just as smart as I was. Uh, YourClearEdge.com. Uh, there's no substitute for mental toughness, and you do got to have you do have to have that in football. A lot of these guys are physically able to play football, but a lot of them not mentally tough to play football. That's why you see guys you thought they were excellent in college get drafted in the first round, and they disappear once they come to the league because of the mindset uh, that is put on you when you get here, when you get there. Uh, but you have to have that mental toughness. Little things can't bother you. Uh, and we talk about these guys. So with all this money and how it changed them, the NFL, had we had a CBA uh, recently uh, with these rookies, their 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 rookie salary cap has been reduced. Still, it's a lot of money. It's, eight, it's millions of dollars. Still, uh, if you're one of the top few picks. So, uh, and I do want to get into the Diamondbacks, but this is this is interesting to me. Uh, does the money? Should these guys get that amount of money um, when they're coming out of college? Should these guys get 120 million dollars for uh, this game of sports? I personally think if they have the money to give it to you, they must have more than that uh, that they've holding on to um, as an owner. As an owner, I can't give you $250 million if I don't have $500 million. I can't give you that. Uh, so, so Deborah, oh, and I asked Alex if he would even agree with this, and then, Deborah, you can weigh in on this, and we definitely get into the Diamondbacks. I do want to talk about those guys. Should these guys get that amount of money? They've been told all their lives that they've been good, they've been great. Uh, and the incident with my brother, he's he's a starting quarterback. He's a redshirt freshman at Virginia Tech. But up until that point, he's been given everything. He's took my job as a high school quarterback, um, so he has to be some type of good. He went to uh, he had an apartment on his own uh, that coaches paid for. Uh, this is in high school, so he goes to Virginia Tech, and he's expecting the same thing. But college is a business, football wise. Virginia Tech is always in the, one of the BCS or a high bowl where they generate fifteen twenty million dollars. Should these guys uh, get all this money? And I know that being told, as you said, Alex, that you were this, this, and that, it play, it weighs in on, on how they react. Yeah. Um. To answer your question, simply no. Um. They haven't. They haven't. They have no stats in the NFL. They have nothing to base this money on. Um. Until the offensive linemen that have been in the league forever making more than a million a year, instead of making you know the seven hundred thousand veterans minimum. These kids should not be getting 22 mil guaranteed before they before they step foot on the step their foot on the football field. I just don't. And my 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 um like Matthew Stafford, um 
genius to come out. Like that was just he was one of the last ones to get 50 mil guaranteed. Matt Ryan got 30 something. He's actually proven to be uh, durable, and but he's not. But he's not. Uh, no. And Peyton Manning was one of those guys. Would he come out 97, 98? Yeah. He was one of those guys that panned out because they could have had Ryan Leaf. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. He, <laughs> if you what remember is, that, I'm making more money than my Ryan Leaf right now. I think. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no. I, to answer your question, no. I, I think it's unfair to the players that have been in the NFL for a long time and that have got that have proved themselves, that have gotten multiple contracts, and they're still not making money. Like 22 mil guaranteed, like these rookies are that haven't played played it down. Now we could talk about. Two hundred thousand dollars—that's a lot of money. Uh, but when they got money to it's give, it's all relative. Yeah. yeah, it's all relative. When you got money to give, I'm a doctor. You telling me as a doctor, one of the top surgeons, I can make uh, three million dollars a year. I can also make uh, another one point five selling books about what I do. Then it's all relative, as opposed to a nurse who does all the work except the surgeries, and she's and he or she is not making that much money. Deborah, real quick. Yeah, so my thoughts are I, I agree. I think the veterans, should, some of the veterans should be getting more than they're, what they're getting when they're putting their bodies on the line. And, you know, even if they're not producing as much now, maybe they're getting later in their season, they're not producing on the field as much. It's what are they doing to um, really help raise the team, so to speak, because these young guys coming in out of college, they're not going to come in. Very few of them come in and just really start, you know, throwing in stats into the game. You know, they're coming in trying to learn this whole new atmosphere and how they're going to produce at this level when everything seems a lot faster to them. Um, so there's what, you know, what you produce on the field, but there's also what do you produce as part of the team, your leadership and training some of these new guys coming in. That's worth something, too. Okay, well, well we, we've, talk, we've talked about that. We can go on for a whole show, another show after this, shows after that about this, because it, it is interesting to me. And now, there's a good question, Alex, about the divas in this league. I'm sure they, they are more across the board, but the receivers are, all, are the ones. You could talk about running backs. The running backs, too, yeah. 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 You could talk about running backs, but rightfully so, these guys touch the ball more than the receiver, um, if you will. You, it's like a quarterback situation. Some quarterbacks think they're diva, but they don't last long because they don't win games. Um, well, and we go right back to the you know what's you know what's the symptom and what's the cause. You know, you got guys that are making big bucks, and then you know sometimes they don't produce after making those big dollars, especially coming out of college where they were great in college, but they don't produce when they get to the NFL. Um, it's how do you take not only um, you know their competitiveness and their skills, but also now that they've got all this money that that throws a whole lot of pressure on them again. Believe it or not. Because they don't know how to deal with it, they've not had that kind of cash before. Right, and it's also the shelf life of running backs is obviously maybe half. Well, we, of, you know, of, of, go ahead. Go we'll, ahead. we'll get into that. that. We'll probably get into that to the uh, uh, the next segment with the running backs because I do want to talk about a guy like Chris Johnson who mm-hmm. should be paid accordingly, uh, and he's only s- uh, slated to make eight hundred thousand. And I say only eight hundred thousand, but we're talking about NFL money. Right. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks. Arizona Diamondbacks seventy six and fifty nine. Alex, they on a seven-game win streak. Last time we talked about the, this team, they won a seven-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. How did they turn it around? They go from losers to winners again, but they went from winners to losers. Then in that ten-game road game, they went from um, winners to losers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're four games up. Um, they um, they're as a team collectively, or they're five games up actually. As a team collectively, they're hitting the ball so much better. Nobody's nobody's knocking out of the park. I mean, Calgill's batting 450 over the past seven games. Um, he's come out of kind of come out of nowhere. They're hitting by association. 
as a team. They've uh, nine nine hits a game in the last seven wins, and they were only getting four hits a game in the six game losing streak. And that was an interesting stat. I was going I was going to mention that because you brought it up last week mm-hmm. that they was averaging in that losing streak or on that road trip, those ten game road trips that they was averaging four and a half hits mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. There's no way you can win like that. And you gotta you have another stat about. What the Giants were doing, yep. uh, that was interesting. They scored two zero one or two runs in half their games this year, and that's from that from the start of the season till now. Yeah, it's it's unbelievable how they're even still in, in arm's reach with that. I mean, their pitching is impeccable. Their pitching might be the best in baseball besides the Phillies. Um, they they just can't score runs. And and, and I, I we've given credit to Kirk Gibson. He's done a great job managing that Arizona Diamondbacks team. Uh, but I think the pitching for the Arizona Diamondbacks outside of Ian Kennan, uh, Kennedy, mm-hmm. um, it falls off. Yeah, it falls mean, off a great deal. Yeah, Joe Saunders is is pitching a little better now. I mean, he he got a win uh, over San Diego, I believe. Um, but yeah, really, it comes down to the hitting. You have to hit to win. And, and, and that's got, really what. And on the road trip, to be a superstar, we talk about Justin Upton all the time. Uh, but Young also has to step up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Upton, his name's been mentioned for the MVP, uh, National League. I, I don't know if he can win an MVP over the league, entire league. But we talk about guys being MVPs, being superstars. You have to have those numbers game in and game mm-hmm. out. You have to have those numbers on the road. You just can't play well at home right. and, and be that superstar guy. And the Diamondbacks, um, five games up. They finished their season off with the Giants. Now, if they fall short and they two or three games back, and the, the Giants are not pitching well at all. Uh, you saw uh, their Lincecum. Yeah, Lincecum had a rough game. He had a rough game uh, against the uh, who they played. Uh, was it um, Chicago Cubs? Mm-hmm. Chicago Cubs hit a rough game against those guys. Uh, but if they meet up in the final games to finish off the season, uh, it's going to come down to those two teams. Yeah, they need. Uh, Arizona needs to keep their padding because I mean again I talked about this last week the Padres thought they had it last year and they didn't yeah because I mean pitching yeah especially if if you're playing the Giants if you're up three games you have a three game series they they could they could hold you to one run every game right you just got I mean it's just it, it's going to be tough to see what happens well, well we'll come back we'll take a break we'll come back and we'll finish up on some Diamondback stuff and we'll go into the Cardinals and we talked about Larry Fitzgerald so we'll talk a little bit more about him. Alex is a fantasy football guy, so we'll talk about that. Quam Lots of Sports Talk, we'll be back. We still have Deborah Debris, yourclearedge.com. We'll be back in two minutes. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
Now there's a new destination for video content, VoiceAmerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, VoiceAmerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us support. Do you think that all of the generic financial information you get every day is hard to navigate? You need to tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook. Every weekend, Andreas Duffy will help you filter out this information and turn it into wisdom that you can really use. Be informed about the financial decisions you're about to make instead of just blindly making decisions. Andre's connections in the business and professional sports world will help you so you don't need to worry about your financial success. Tune in to Duffy's Financial Playbook, Saturdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Sports. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Welcome back to Formula for Sports Talk. We are live here in Arizona on Tuesday morning. It is 9.33. Uh, this is not the Sexy Voice segment for Alex, but we are back. Hey, <laughs> keep your head in the game, even when you feel ticked off, upset, or completely frustrated. That's Th- that is just one of the benefits you get with Clear Edge. Uh, check out the website. I do highly recommend it. Um, and we, We're setting up meetings now off the air, but, we, you know, Deborah's so busy we can't even get the uh, date down. <laughs> <laughs> We'll make it happen. We got yeah. 24, uh, 24 hours every day, so we'll get it in. Yeah, we'll make it happen. Uh, we're talking about the Diamondbacks. We got the Arizona Diamondbacks, San Francisco Giants, um, fighting for that first place. Uh, right now, the, the Diamondbacks control their own destiny. They are five games up. Um, they beat. They took care of the Rockies. They took care of the Padres. Dodgers are nowhere to be found. They probably be the worst team um, in the league, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so pitching has to get better if they even got a chance to uh, win this uh, division, well, even with five games up. So I, I don't know, Alex, you got the stats over there. Uh, we, we also talked about the pitching getting better. These guys are on a seven-game winning streak, and they have the Giants coming up the last uh, their last home run stand. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm not taking away uh, Joe Saunders' potential for the rest of the season. It's hard to come from American League to National League. Um, so, you know, he's... He, he's um. Got 20 decisions. I mean, he, he's 9 and 11. His ERA is not abhorrent. I mean, he, he can definitely be the number two starter behind Ian Kennedy, who's 17 and 4 or 18 and 4, just wrecking house. Um, if they can anchor those two with those two guys and continue to hit um, decently, putting up three or four runs a game average, I mean, they could definitely make a run for the whole thing. Actually, I mean, they just have to. They just need to get lucky, like San Francisco did last year. The dam- oh, yeah, they got lucky with the Padres. The Padres were up last year with eleven games, yeah, and all 10. they had to do, all they had to do was win one game, mm-hmm. and they lose ten games in a row. Yeah, but in the playoffs, in the playoffs, they they're gonna need to. I mean, it's gonna be tough for anybody to beat um to beat the Phillies. Yeah, well, 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 we'll, we'll see, see what happens. That's yeah. why they play the games. We'll definitely keep our eye on that in that situation. But the Arizona, the um, Arizona Diamondbacks. They are averaging 4.4 runs, uh, but they're also giving up 4.2 runs. So mm-hmm. it depends on who's pitching that night and how these guys are going to fare at the end of the game. All right, we'll talk about that. we keep our eyes on that. The Arizona Cardinals. And these are our two hometown. We, we Again, we're in Arizona. We're in Tempe, Arizona, over at Voice America Sports. Let's talk about the Arizona Cardinals. I think you're going to hear a lot of uh, Cobb to Fitzgerald 
all all year, and you a fantasy guy. Do you what you do with your fantasy when you have those two? Do you pick those combinations, or do you stay with Brady and 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 all his um, receivers that he have because he has a new one over there, and they've been playing well together? Do you go with the a um, Plaxico? And um, I will not draft Kevin Cobb. Why not? No shot. He throws too many picks. Well, he has. First of all, he's unproven. I was at this game. I was at the last game they had, the uh, San Diego Chargers mm-hmm. game preseason. I was there, um, and I thought these guys had this game under control. It's unfortunate they had a few injuries. Uh, we talked about Ryan Ryan Williams, the running back drafted in the second round of Virginia Tech. They counted on this guy to help them a great deal, and mm-hmm. I thought he was a perfect pick when they picked him up um, in the second round. You got uh, Greg Tolliver was their starting corner. Mm-hmm. He's out now. Even though he's out and they have a replacement in Patrick Peterson who played well in that game, you still want to have your corner, your defense solidified because if Greg Tolliver was still out playing their first-round pick, um, their first-rounder, fifth pick, they still needed a nickel and a dime package. Mm-hmm. And when he, with him gone and the injuries, um, the Cardinals, Beanie Wells has picked up the slack. Beanie Wells has played a lot better in the past. But with the Cardinals, I still I'm still excited about what they're doing. Fitzgerald's excited, and maybe that's because you're going to hear Cobb to Fitzgerald quite often. Yeah, I mean he's going to make he, he Fitzgerald's going to make Cobb's money for him. I mean the only thing that Kevin Cobb has a problem with is throwing flat deep balls. With have the ability to get tipped more, you know, like three or four of his balls got tipped um, in that game in the San Diego game. Yeah. Um, it's it's going to be interesting to see, but you know you have a guy with with a gun. And you have a guy that can outrun and outjump most um, most DBs. Usually, usually makes for a pretty good relationship. I say probably ninety percent, and I'm just throwing this number out of uh, Arizonians were um, vibing to get Kevin Cobb here because we had to because of what last year uh, we had three or four quarterbacks that just didn't pan out. We had Max Hall, we had uh, uh, Skelton, Skelton, John Skelton, mm-hmm. we had the. Uh, Anderson, Derek Anderson, Derek Anderson. <laughs> these guys, these guys just. And Derek Anderson was a Pro Bowler, but you know that was, you know, going to the Pro Bowl is about default, really. Yeah. Uh, sometimes, sometimes. And then the guy was good. He was in Cleveland. He he had, he had one huge game against yeah. Cincinnati, and then that was it. And then a lot of the uh, Peyton Mannings and uh, Peyton Mannings and Tom Brady elected not to go, so mm-hmm. they go up to the next guy. But you're a Pro Bowler, so. Uh, but but these Arizona Cardinals uh, had to do what they had to do as far as getting Cobb. I thought they gave up too much, but by getting rid of DRC, uh, DRC is probably in a real good situation over oh, there in yeah. Philadelphia. Oh, yeah. But drafting uh, Patrick Peterson from the LSU might have picked up some of the slack. Deborah, I don't know how much of the Cardinals you, uh, you've been involved with, uh, how, how well you thought they were playing, but these guys have been playing pretty good. Now, preseason losses are what they are. Uh, I don't like to lose anything because you have to build that confidence. You have to know who's on your team. Uh, and they don't do a lot of stuff in preseason. But this year they had to do it because there was no OTCs, no OTAs. Um, and guys are getting injured because of that. Guys are not able to work out in facilities, uh, not able to work out together as much as they publicize it on TV. It was not true. Well, and here's the thing I look at is, you know, I'm always looking at what are the guys doing on the field, but also what are they doing off the field, meaning guys that are injured, there's so much that they can be doing even with an injury. I mean, they can, scientifically proven, you can practice without practicing. You know, my guys, if I've got somebody who's injured, um, I use, uh, it's called imagination, strategic imagination to teach them. It's a combination of NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, some light hypnosis, 
uh, you know, just a, a myriad of things that I put together into about a 10-minute segment to help them learn how to imagine with emotion. They can visualize every aspect of how to do a play exactly and specifically right where their brain lights up in the exact same way, the chemicals flood their body in the exact same way that it would as if they were actually doing it. Proven scientifically, it works. So for injury guys, I'm looking at that, plus to keep them de-stressed because when they're stressed because they're not playing, because you guys, you love to play, I get that. Um, if you're under stress, you throw a lot of cortisol in your body, you're healing slower. So, you know, there's a lot of things that somebody who's injured can be doing to make sure that when, the, uh, when they're back on the field, they come back full force. The other thing is watching the game films. Uh, I've heard too many guys when they watch the game films, you know, they're watching to see everything they did wrong. And I teach guys how to watch those films to, yes, observe what you did wrong, but then shift it into now how would you do it exactly and specifically right and going back to retrain the brain to do it exactly right so that when the next time you have that or a similar play, your mind shifts into, oh, that's what you want me to do and not in the um, fear and you know concern about, holy man, I hope I don't do that again. Is that the uh, neuroscience part of it, the neuroscience? Exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's a combination of neurosciences, the brain research, the, uh, the uh, studying the emotions and the behaviors, and that really packaging them all together uh, into simple routines. Again, it goes back to building a playbook. Nobody should go on a, to a field. No good player would ever go on a field without, without having a playbook of what to do, when to do, and how to do it as far as your plays. So why would you go on the field to play without knowing how to manage your mind and emotions specifically in the moment when they come up? Because they're going to. Yeah. So that's what I teach guys is simple routines as to how to do that so they don't get taken out well, simply by their emotions. Coaches always talk to players that are injured or hurt uh, when they're on the sidelines. They take a lot of mental reps, uh, and that's, I think that's kind of what you're talking about, take these mental reps. But you can take them if you know how to, if you know what you're doing or how to get your mind right to do that and still be able to play. And you said something earlier that you teach them how to uh, practice without practicing. Uh, right. I think that was exactly what you said. But, you know, and I believe that to be true because I haven't played golf in a long time. And I, now I'm talking about golf and me, but it, it is it does hold true. I haven't played golf in a long time, but I've been thinking about golfing and hitting these certain shots in my head, and I go out there, and, and you're able to do them, and I haven't played in 14 weeks. Right. Uh, so and you, that's the thing. The golfers that I work with, you know, again, uh, you know, we'd mentioned tomorrow night Channel 3 uh, on their sports channel at 6 and 9 uh, here in Arizona. You're going to see me working with Andy Walker. Andy Walker's a pro golfer that's coming up on the Big Break Ireland in September, and I worked with him with a lot of imagination, how to imagine a shot. Now, this goes way beyond visualization. It's a lot deeper. It's a lot more vivid as to how to light up that ball, whether it's the trajectory of how it's flying or the roll of the ball on the green, and then how to recover quickly. You know, those type of things that, yes, the reps, but there's a lot more that goes into it if you want to do it. You know, you can do it good or you can do it, like, really great. Um, visualization is good. The imagination is off the charts. Now, coming into a completely new system, completely new city, completely new everything, um, and having a franchise pretty much being put on his shoulders saying, hey, let's see what you can do, kid. Kevin Cobb, what mental repetitions can he go through if he's not used to anything in Arizona yet? It's tough because he's a quarterback. Like what uh, he has, I mean, Larry, well, what, Larry Fitzgerald's going to help him. 
But like, right. what can he do mentally to prepare for a brand new playbook besides you know learn it game film that is non-existent, um, except for the a couple you know like probably six quarters combined in preseason. What can he do to mentally prepare to be the Cardinals quarterback? Well, the first thing he's going to do is I would start asking him about um, what are his triggers, you know, what are the stressors and what are the strengths. What does he know without a doubt that he's super good at, and we're going to leverage that. But we're also going to look at what stresses you out, because everybody has different stressors. So, you know, some guys just walking on the field stresses them out. Other guys, that's like a real supercharge. You know, if there's certain plays that stress him out, we're going to work on those, and we're going to make sure that he feels very comfortable and clear and committed every time he runs those plays. Um, even the, uh, the films that he has right now, you talked about him going, you know, too flat and too deep. If he watches those films and that's all he sees, the opportunity for him to repeat that's going to be even greater. If he watches them and then visualizes, imagines them doing it the exact way he should be doing it, and he knows that he can, then the opportunity to do it right is going to be better. And he probably shouldn't even look at Michael Vick. I'm sure he quivers every time he sees the guy that took his spot in Philadelphia, huh? Well, you can use that either way. You can either <laughs> use it to charge you up, or you can use it to take you down. Yeah, we'll I, see. I thought right. he did a good job in Philadelphia, and that's why he was so highly recommended because he sat behind Don McNabb. Uh, Vick came. He was a starting quarterback back last year Vic came in and after being injured Vic came in and had a great game and he he had more opportunities I, I would say Vic gave the Eagles more opportunities to be successful sure. um, because they, they want to win now everybody wants to win now a lot of people can't accept that you have to build I think Pittsburgh is one of those good those teams that get those mid-round guys and and wait for them to mature and they're very successful for them as far as the Arizona Cardinals uh, in this short off season with the CBA and these guys not able to bend together, I still think they are the team that will win uh, 11 games this year in NFC West and win the NFC West. That Seattle won last year was seven and nine. We got about 35 seconds left in this segment, um, but I think they're the team to beat, especially with Cobb to Fitzgerald, especially with that new vamp defense that Ray Horton is putting together. Adrian Wilson should be back. Uh, it's unfortunate that Greg Tolliver and Ryan Williams, uh, the injuries they've had, these guys would have helped this team um, be that 11-5 team, be that 12-4 and team. Um, and then you have the tight ends. The tight ends are the most huge part of this uh, offense that wasn't there last mm-hmm. year. Hey, this is Kwame Lodge Sports Talk. We'll take a break. We got a sexy voice segment coming up next. And my voice is just cool. I don't claim it to be sexy. We'll be back in a minute. I don't believe that at all. <laughs> flagship station for sports voice america sports what if there was a program that brought the best in sports and the best of entertainment together in one place it can be done and darnell autry proves it every week on outside the spotlight in this program athletes and artists come together to share their success stories hobbies professional projects and more that will interest not only the sports fan but fans of entertainment and other human interest stories if you have something you want to ask your favorite athlete or entertainer listen for outside the spotlight fridays at 5 p.m pacific 8 p.m eastern on voice america sports 
Spin It with Chuck Foreman has a spin on so much that's going on, it will be hard to fit it all into the promo. We'll talk about the weekend games, what to look forward to, hot topics in the news, Spin It Old School, which gives a back-in-the-day approach from Chuck, a no-spin zone where Chuck gives an unbiased opinion and lets you do the same. Chuck will be taking us around town and around the world with news, happenings, and more. It's football, news, and happenings. Tune in for Spin It with Chuck Foreman, Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Your internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Yeah. You got another sexy voice here, Kwame Lassen of Sports Talk. This is Alex Clancy. I'm looking at Kwame. I think I'm beating him right now. He's looking at me smiling. I'm looking at you laughing. I should have practiced. <laughs> no, you just told us you can go right off the top. Yeah, I, I immediately regret that decision. Yeah, I should have recorded that. Well, Monk got it on record. That's common. That's about $15,000 on the home bloopers and all that stuff. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I got to cut. We're, we're going to get that out there. <laughs> we might have a... Uh, you a fantasy guy, man. You got a lot of picks and you were talking about Fitzgerald, but I'm, I'm not having got into the fantasy stuff. You haven't? I you got to do... How? Because I live in real life. It makes Sundays more fun. Not all of us can get tickets. You know, not all of us. I can watch the Red Zone channel. You can get tickets. I can follow my my own fantasy team. You just got to know how to get into the stadium. You can get tickets easily. Cheap. You got me tickets? Well, let's talk about that next time. (laughs) Hey. (laughs) I want to talk about these contracts. Michael Vick is the uh, recently newest signed NFL $100 million man. Six years, $100 million, uh, Michael Vick. Uh, and people talk about he went from third string to getting $100 million. Michael Vick was never a third string guy, never. He wasn't even a third string guy when he was sitting in college while the NFL was playing at Virginia Tech. He's always been a starter. Uh, he's paid his dues. He came into Atlanta. The only problem I had, the only problem with Michael Vick in Atlanta was he lied. It wasn't the dog stuff. Everybody, people fighting dogs, people fighting roosters. Um, it's just that human beings love animals more than they love themselves. Now, that's fine. You can love what you want to love. Um, but when you get a chance to bring a guy like Michael Vick down, and I'm just anybody for that matter, that you always got those signs up, picking signs, getting dog issues. He shouldn't have did it. What he did do was lie to Arthur Blank, who was, had his back, I thought, all the way to the end. Um, and Vick would have just said, in Virginia, in Newport News, Virginia, we fight dogs. Then they would have gave him some slight. But he has a $100 million contract. Who are the other guys? Or do you guys agree with the uh, contract? And who? And we just talked about these guys getting a lot of money. He's rebounding from what he's done off the field, and he's rebounding, and he's turned to a better quarterback on the field. But there are other guys out there on other teams, and I really believe it's management who you play for uh, if they wouldn't give you that deal, especially when you're valuable to that team, as Michael Vick is to the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, whenever you think of a $100 million quarterback, recently you think of Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Those are the two staples. Now, I have not heard one conversation about Michael Vick that didn't start with if he stays healthy or if he lives up to his expectations. This could be the most genius contract ever, or this could be a Ryan Leaf contract. $40 million guaranteed. 40 mil. So I did the math. 625K a game if he plays every game for the next six seasons with the Eagles. 625,000 at least. He's getting paid a game. And that's not against the salary cap. That's a great deal. Uh, You know, we'll see. Well, see, I mean, his numbers are not really comparable. He missed, what, three games last year? Two games? Two games. Um, 
but he does get the right. He had a hundred point two passer rating. It was top ten in the NFL. You know, I mean, the numbers are there for one season that he's played. I mean, it, this is a huge risk, maybe a calculated risk, but it's a huge risk. And uh, if if it pays off, they could win Super Bowl after Super Bowl with that team they have now. Right, man. You talk about the uh, uh, the hundred million dollars, the forty million guarantee. Uh, not even to mention, I think he's with Nike. They pay you to wear their shoes. So yeah. we're not even mentioned on top of the, uh, that the endorsement's part of it. But then you have uh, he is the only guy ever in the National Football League to have two $100 million or more contracts, million-dollar more contract. So he is the only guy that's ever done that, which was just a credit to him to show how much teams believe in him. But you do have to fix your contract up that's best for your team. Also, it's a win for the player. So... He doesn't have that on his mind going into a season, have that mind going out of a season that they didn't take care of me. I'm just signing this deal just to sign it. And most guys don't do that sign just to be signing. Now, he gets his deal. Why Why is Chris Johnson still not playing for the Tennessee Titans? He, he was slated to make 800000 this year. There's no way he's playing, paying for it, playing for 800000 Well, he either played for 800000 or it looks as of right now he's not playing at all. The, so uh, they're calling each other's bluffs back and forth and back and forth. Chris Johnson's already called their bluff. He He's missing a whole season, uh, a cure season, uh, by not even showing up to camp. So in and, and, and the four years, he, this could be his fifth year, right? This could be his fifth year. He's he's willing to say, I don't care about that. Just pay me my money. They paying, they paying Peyton Manning. He's had two neck surgeries. And I, that goes back to what he I said. He won a Super Bowl. That go, if you pay this guy, put some guys around him, just like we were talking about Michael Vick, how he gets injured, well, fix that offensive line. The offensive line stinks for the Eagles. And then you got Deshaun McCoy. Yeah. You got that Stunned. guy. Yeah, he is, but he has to run behind those guys. Mm-hmm. Peyton Manning, who's one of my favorite quarterbacks because of his smartness, his genius, um, he's had two neck surgeries. He mentioned that he wasn't going to play just to keep his record going. We both knew that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's he's going to play. He's active to practice, uh, limited practice. He's going to play. But depending on who the organization is, you give a guy like that uh, who can win football games with the people around him, and I, some of those guys are average at best, but Peyton Manning makes that go. How you do not give this guy who's in the four years he's did, been in the Tennessee Titans organization had 1,500 yards or more. He's had 2,000 yards in a two years ago, two, a 2009 season. Um, but no, only six or seven running backs have ever done that. Yeah, but um, if he was a real team player and he really wanted to actually win and not just get paid, he'd be like, I'll take a pay cut, get some offensive linemen around me. No he's way. not going to do that. No way. If I'm Chris Johnson, I'm not going to do it either. Well, he's, they're not going to let him go. They're not going to let him play. So either he—that's—that's that's their fault. They can't pay. That's not their fault. That, how, did, how did the Eagles give? They're uh, rookie contracts for a reason. He's and, not a rookie. Well, no, but they have. When you sign as a rookie, you have a four-year deal, or three to five-year deal. I think it is. Uh, he resigned so, last year for. Um, he resigned to. Uh, I think it was last yeah, year. Yeah, but he wasn't making that much. No, it was just to, we were talk, we, They gave him more than he's supposed to get last year, and we'll talk about it next year, which is this year. Uh, no, I'm not. When they can give money out like that, if you gonna pay everybody eight hundred thousand dollars, let's line up and play. If they give money out that Michael Vick can get a hundred million, Larry Fitzgerald can get a hundred twenty million, Peyton off two neck surgeries can get ninety million. Would he get ninety million? And Peyton Man is the guy you're talking about. He took pay cut so guys can get signed. But he plus he, he's won a Super Bowl. He's won a Super Bowl. Michael Vick, 
they put the right people around him. You still have Deshaun Jackson, who they need to pay. He's not a Fitzgerald, but Fitzgerald doesn't do special teams. Deshaun returning punts and mm-hmm. kicks for you and, and successful at it. He can be a threat in that aspect, but he is a pretty good receiver. We got about two and a half minutes to close. And Deborah, you got anything you want to weigh in on this? I want to weigh in on it, but I, don't, I really don't have enough knowledge to be intelligent about it, so I'm going to pass Neither do I. I'm just talking. Yeah, both of us are <laughs> here. I can make stuff up. But, <laughs> no, I don't want you to make stuff up. <laughs> well, well, well that's, that's what I'm saying. And then, Alex, you have Deshaun Jackson, you have Frank Gore, you have uh, Leon Hall, the cornerback. These guys should be getting paid, but they are most valuable to their team. And, and Frank Gore gets hurt every year, so they're, they're I'm, I agree there. with you. I, Frank Gore, I don't know how he's frustrated about a contract, and they say he's not, and they say it's it's mutual. These guys are talking to each other. I don't know how he wants more than they saying if he if he works out a deal where he can get six point five a year, he better take Just it. Just take it. He he should take it. He should be the guy to take it because he's injury prone. And it's getting to that time where you're not a young pup anymore. Take your money, as you say. Make your money when you can, and it's right in front of his face, and he won't take right. it. Right, I'm a fan for those guys because some of those deals. You look at Michael Vick's deal. You look at Larry Fitzgerald's deal. Eight years, 120 million dollars. That deal is probably a five, six year, de- mm-hmm. fixed six year deal. And then they're gonna restructure, and he's still gonna be fine. He deserves every penny. As far up to this point, he does. As far well, as what he's he, done, you know, I'm I saying agree. work ethic wise. Oh, I'm yeah, saying he, he shuts his mouth and he plays. Oh, he's the best. That's he's it. He's the best. But then Deshaun Jackson is the complete opposite of that. But he's Drew, just he's just been problems real quickly. Drew Brees, yeah, what, he's next up. He has to get paid. He'll get paid. He wants us. He won a Super Bowl. He'll get paid. Not not Tom Brady money. Not Tom Brady money. But he'll get paid. What's Tom Brady money? One twenty or one ten, whatever he got that ridiculous contract. He's the best quarterback. He might be the best quarterback of all time if he wins one more. <laughs> if he wins one more, if he wins four Super Bowls. He might be considered, Tom Brady might be considered the best quarterback of all time. I guess oh, that's a whole other conversation. Terry Bradshaw won four Super Bowls. He, he's crazy. Yeah, but uh, Tom Brady's breaking records. I know, I agree. I'm just, he had 36 I'm, touchdowns and four picks last year. I'm just going back and forth. Yeah, exactly. But I'm yeah, just no, going but back and forth with you. But he is. If he wins one more Super Bowl, he could go down as the best. Now, you got guys like Joe, you got Joe, Mon- and Joe Montana. And Joe Montana. I mean, yeah, that's, that's a, a lot, lot of quarterbacks. Yeah. That's another subject, yeah. another show. Any, any final words? We out of here in about 25 seconds. No. Don't ever do the sexy voice again. Hey, I got to practice. Hey, check out yourclearedge.com. Uh, Deborah Debris, as you listen to her, you can tell she's on top of her game. I, I appreciate you every time you come to the show because you do enlighten us with some stuff and you bring it to light. Uh, there's a lot of listeners. People are calling, texting me, talking about, you know, you're pretty good when you're on the air. I mean, I say I only bring the best. <laughs> I only bring <laughs> the best you. on the show. But we do, have to, we, we do have to meet up again. We have to hit Timmy Town uh what was it? Timmy, it. Timmy, Timmy Market. Timmy Marketplace. Yeah. Alex says something about Lucille's. Lucille's Biscuits, baby. Check Ooh. out the fan page. <laughs> Check out the fan biscuits. page. I like it. Quamalize for the Sports Talk. Thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week. Check out the EnergyForceBands.com. EnergyForce.com for some bracelets. Check out the fan page next week. for tuning in this week. Come back next Tuesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time for another edition of Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network.